0: what is up guys and welcome back to inside in of finally i'm back with another podcast episode guys i know it's been a minute since my last one i'm definitely uh in the mood to drop more content for you guys over on the channel so um let's get straight into today's topics i do have uh two or three that i do want to discuss and i think um it's something that's popped up recently And, uh, you know, topics that I've also been watching as time's kind of of gone on, really. And, um, of course, again, guys, you know, the NBA is full of ups and downs, excitement, joy, happiness, sadness, all that good stuff, man. So, yeah, first things first, I want to talk about these two Western Conference teams. Denver Nuggets and the Sacramento Kings. I've got to say, wow, these guys are... These guys are just the top of the West right now. Who were the four? Denver Nuggets and the Sacramento Kings. Now, there was one point where the Sacramento Kings were a pretty, a pretty good team in the West. They were consistent. They were a consistent playoff team. They were always in the top four. But as time kind of went on throughout the late 2000s, throughout the 2010s, they had been kind of struggling. You know, they had certain stars like, of course, in, in the 90s and early 2000s, such as. Uh, Chris Webber, Jason Williams, and then of course, getting to the late 2000s to the uh, early 10s, and more, they had the Marcus Cousins, Isaiah Thomas, um, all those good guys there. But of course, things have changed. The head office and whatnot has changed. Things are moving in the right direction for this team. So I've got to say that, you know, a round of applause for the Sacramento Kings. I definitely think that this team, they are ready for. Um I think I think they're ready for the playoffs, more or less. And I definitely think I would like to see how far they can go. You know, how how much can they bring to the table into the playoffs? Cause as you know, the playoffs is a very it, it is manny, it is um, dog versus dog world, you know, that's just how it is. The playoffs has always been like that. You could you could be the first seed versus the eighth seed, but you could get knocked out by the eighth seed team or any seed that's lower than the top four. So you just have to be very mindful. So I've got to say this, um, let's look at the, some of the stats that the team has been producing. Uh, they're 1st in points per game, 22nd in rebounding, 4th in assists per game. And yeah, I've got to say that the, these these stats show why they are pretty much 2nd in the West and what they're capable of. And of course their record is 40-26. to 26. Now, I have seen a few games and I have seen a few highlights of the Kings and I've got to say... That this team is uh I wouldn't say it's crazy young, but they do have some vets and some guys who are entering their like prime. And I've gotta say they are really trying to make that push. They're trying to show that they're not a weaker team in the eastern, sorry in the East, in the West anymore, and they have actually shown great strides in what they do. And um, I've gotta say that you know they've acquired a Malik Monk. Um, They've acquired Sabonis and I've got to say those two are good pickups. I see um, a lot of the points and a lot of offences played through them. But they still have their main guard, De'Aaron Fox, who was an all-star, all-star reserve and was still putting up numbers. And I've got to say their team is very built. They seem like they got a decent bench as well. And that's what you want with a team, guys. You don't want you wanna have a team that is um, prepared in all in all in all types, in all types of ways. You know, just yesterday they beat the Suns, and I've got to say, like, the Suns is not an easy team to beat, especially now that they've got Kevin Durant. So it just shows what the Kings are doing. Now, again, this is the season, but I will say this, that, you know, when it comes to the playoffs, I like to see how much of a run they can make. I don't think they can go to the finals, but I do think they could make second-round, maybe conference finals appearances, and I think that it's going to be interesting if they do. Because it's been a while since Sacramento have won a championship. They, I think throughout the whole um, franchise, they've only won once. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they can do, um, especially when the playoffs come. As you know, we're already into March, and uh, you know we've only got a few more games until the end of the season. And I've got to say, these are one of the teams... This is a real underdog team, guys. Real underdog team, guys. Um, I've got to definitely say, you know, again, De'Aaron Fox, who is someone who I've watched his career kind of go up and then down. And he was, of course, kind of struggling with the team being on this young Kings team. The Kings team was pretty young at the time. But now they've got solid players, man. They've got solid guys who are, you know, ready to go. They're ready to play. And, you know, they're looking forward. I'm sure they're looking forward to the postseason as well. I even see they even picked up Matthew Delvedova. And if you guys remember Matthew Delvedova, he was... um, He was good for the Cavs at one point wasn't exactly you know star material but when Kyrie ran out with that injury he was there to back up and he did his job he did a good job you know I mean of what he could of course they didn't win in, in that year of the finals but he did help the Cavs you know just keep some some type of stability there so it's interesting to see where this team has gone and who they acquired and again Sabonis was on the was on the Pacers I'm surprised the Pacers retraded him away and, and now, look, he's he thriving even more. You know, I think Sabonis is averaging, let me just quickly get his stats up and look. Yeah, he's averaging 19 points a game, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. And again, this is someone you want from a forward slash center. And he is just doing a great job on this team. And, you know, I, I definitely can see the future. This is the future of the sacramento kings now because i've I've found that with the sacramento kings their head office can be quite incompetent you know they've they've always made certain trades or silly moves and things have happened and i'm just thinking now you guys need to start like building properly now and now they've kind of get the gist of everything and of course they are building building a great foundation of basketball in Sacramento so the, so any Kings fans should be proud of this team and going forward I hope they can keep the consistency up of just being in the clubs and maybe one day we can see a championship if not then we will know that there'll be a, a consistent force in the postseason so yeah moving on to the next topic we have got the Denver Nuggets now the Denver Nuggets I've got to say this yeah this team is a real underdog team and I will be very, very surprised if they go all the way. I do think they can get to a second and third round uh, playoff position because they've done it before. They've gotten to the conference finals before. Of course, they lost against the Lakers in, in the conference finals. But, but the thing is with the Denver Nuggets is that they are a team that they don't worry about anybody else but themselves and what they do. And I think, you know, when we look at Denver as a whole, as a city, no one really wants to go there because it's not the lavish lifestyle lifestyle that some people want. Some people want to go to California, like Phoenix, LA, San Francisco, um, New York, wherever the case may be. But now Denver's showing that no, it is Denver's time now. We're here to we here to ready to rock, ready to play. And Jokic, um, sorry, Nikola Jokic is a big part of that, definitely a big part of that. But of course, when you look at the team, when they got young guys like um, Michael Porter Jr. Vets like Antavious Coldwell Pope, DeAndre Jordan, um, Reggie Jackson. Yeah. And then of course they have um, uh, other players such as like Jamal Murray, who's another star on the team. I definitely think that Jamal Murray and Nikolai Jokic are a good combo and that is the future. That is the future for Denver basketball right there. And I've got to say that. You know, it is good to see them both having, and especially Jamal Murray. He just, you know, he's been—he had his injury. He's coming back. He's showing strides again. That he's still here, ready to play. And you know, he should. And he's not spoken spoken about much in terms of him being a guard. That you know, he's not. is he one? Is he one of the best out there now? And, and I think you know that's up for a good debate. You know, definitely feel like he's uh, made a case for himself. He's putting, he's putting himself out there. He's not showing that you know. You know, I don't need to be like certain people. I can just do my own thing and play my way and help my team win. And I think that's a good way. You gotta look about it as well. And of course, they have um, Aaron Gordon as well, who's coming off the bench. I think that's been a big help for the team. So this team has got a good starting lineup and a good bench. And I've got to say that Denver basketball has been really impressive. I've really been impressed with it. I've never thought that I'll be that impressed with uh, Denver, but they have um, really improved themselves. You know what I'm saying? Of course that last night they lost against the spurs you know losses happen but then they've also they're playing the brooklyn nets obviously uh, tonight so it's going to be interesting to see what happens and i think that you know denver they if they play their cards right they can make a finals appearance they i think they can do it you know they have the skill they have the players of course and of course again nikola jokic Who is their pretty much their star player? He is up for MVP. Um, He's he's pretty much the top of the charts for the MVP running. Of course, if you look at the stats, he's averaging 24 points per game, 11 well 12 rebounds a game, to and 10 assists. That is MVP stats, and he is proving that as well. Like you know, and of course, he's playing good defense just generally good basketball as well if you watch a lot of these Denver games you'll see what he's doing like passing the ball moving shooting attacking this attacking the spaces you know he's spacing the floor for everybody when you have a big man that can shoot you space the floor so much and if and he can dribble a little bit as well so that helps so much more and I've got to say that he has made so much improvement for the team, the team that, he, that he's with right now, they have improved drastically over the last couple of years, I think he's been there for um, seven years now on that team, so it's, it's very interesting to see how Denver have built themselves, and they've slowly done it in a way where like, okay, we know we're not exactly making the playoffs, or we're not getting enough appearances as we need, and we're getting a lot of losses, so they've slowly made changes through the draft, through certain trades, and it's working, it's really working, so I've got to say that I'm really impressed with um, this team, and of course the Sacramento Kings. Both teams are just surprised me. I'm just like, wow! I'm looking at the stats and I like where they are in the West. I'm like, this is I've never seen these two teams on the top of the West in a while. Now, of course, again playoffs. When playoffs come, it's going to be a very a very drastic change, and of course gonna have to adjust to it because the playoffs is either you're in or you're out so you've got to put your full 100% into it otherwise your team's gonna be out and, and that's just ways with the playoffs so yeah definitely think that's interesting so yeah um next topic i wanted to discuss um i've been wanting to discuss this for maybe what the last two weeks but i just said let me give it some time and give it some thought and see how things are doing and i've got to say this that uh, as you guys already know, Russell Westbrook was traded from the Lakers to Utah. The Utah's bought, out his, bought out his contract, and he's gone to the Clippers. Now, again, <clears throat> for me, Russell Westbrook, I think um, him being on the Clippers is uh, not so much a bad option. It's a good option because he's still in Los Angeles. He still, he still, he can still play where he wants to be, which is his hometown. But I also think the Clippers is, uh, you know, they are struggling with him as well because he's still trying to adjust to his shooting and stuff. And, you know, again, I hope he doesn't play as bad as how he was doing on the Lakers. I do think, you know, he does need that chance, that breathing space to move on. You know, again, of course, being with LeBron, Anthony Davis, there's a lot of pressure. And even being with, you know, when the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, again, there's pressure. But Westbrook has played with Paul George before. Kawhi, he takes a lot of pressure off of a lot of people anyway. And even himself, because again, because of how because of his demeanour. But when you look at like the whole stats and everything like that, you know, you know Westbrook can bring bring his A game. It's just hopefully, can he make this team? Uh, a little bit better somewhat better because right now the um, Clippers are what they are fifth in in the West and that's not a bad spot for them to be in you know they're definitely they're on a little bit of a win streak right now as well so it is interesting to see that you know he is bringing something to the team and I do hope when the playoffs come he has a chance to shine and show that this is what You're missing out on Lakers and whatnot and again I think me personally as a Laker fan I'm actually kind of happy that Russell Westbrook is in a better position because he is a guy that is uh, consistently in the playoffs and deserves that type of uh, spot to be there I think the Lakers right now you know when I looked at the Lakers situation it wasn't just down to Russell Westbrook being bad or being being the worst player on this team (coughs) excuse me I definitely feel like that um, you know, there were other factors that were making the Lakers lose. And he just happened to be a big part of it. But they but you know, as much as he was the big part of it, those other factors still played a role in it. So again, you know, let's just see what he can do. And um I do feel like with um Russell Westbrook right now, um You know, he has averages some decent stats, you know, fifteen points a game, seven assists, five rebounds. Again, it's not the Russell Westbrook we know because you know it's not exactly his stats per se that we want but <clears throat> again You know we have seen strides of him, you know doing really well like when he was playing against um, Sacramento Kings You know he had 27 points uh, You know he, he was doing his thing and that's the Russell Westbrook we are used to so hopefully now we can see more of that Westbrook come out a bit more and help Kawhi and Paul George maybe get to where they need to get to, because we know the Clippers have been struggling to find that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We know the Clippers have been they've been finding it kind of um, <coughs> easy to not so not easy, hard to uh, you know just just get out of the first round or even get to the conference finals and stuff. It's been it's been a tough road, especially with Kawhi being injured and Paul George. out for some time with his injury and stuff but now that they're both back all three of them it's interesting it's made a it's made a interesting team to definitely see yeah this team is something that they can actually you know if it works you know you can see them in the finals if it doesn't first round second round exit that's just what it is really okay and as for the last topic and this topic here is very interesting because I was actually, um, you know, kind of shocked when I heard this kind of news. So if you guys know already, JJ Redick, again, uh, JJ Redick is a a former NBA player, Um, and Kendrick Perkins, who's another former NBA player, they're both at odds right now, very at odds because as you guys know, Nikolai Jokic, he is the top of the MVP votes. And Kendrick Persons, sorry, Kendrick Persons, Kendrick Perkins called out, Kendrick Perkins called out, you know, the MVP voters racist. And obviously, you know, JJ Rake wasn't happy about it. I know both of them had, you know, said certain words and whatnot. And, you know, again, hearing this myself, and looking at the actual clip of what was said, I'm just thinking to myself, like, how can you say MVP uh, voters voters are racist when, For the last like what 10 years, even 15 years, it's always been it's mainly been a black person or someone of colour who has won an MVP. Season MVP. So I don't understand that. You know, I think Kendrick Perkins is coming from a place of uh bitterness and it's just weird for him to say that. I don't know why he would say that. You know, I can understand why JJ Rick was really frustrated because it's just like Why, it doesn't make any sense at all. If you watch, like I said before, guys, about Denver Denver Nuggets, it's funny how I was speaking about the Denver Nuggets before. If you watch their games and you watch what he's doing, he is providing so much on the court. Now, to a certain degree, some people say he is padding certain stats, and it's like, fair enough, we get that. But if you're winning games, what's the issue? But again, like I said, yeah, padding stats can be an issue, but... I don't think he's doing it to a point where it's like every single game. No, there's games where it's on the line, and he's making sure they actually get the win rather than his stats. So let's just focus on like what he's actually doing, and then if he isn't doing something that he that Kendrick Perkins doesn't like, then he needs to he needs to say that like, I don't like him when he does this this and that. You can't say MVP voters are racist. That's ba- he's basically called the fans racist voting him and it's just like hold on a minute, anyone could be voting for him, black, white, Asian whoever, anybody could be voting for him, MVP votes are for anybody, woman, race, whatever man religion, whatever, whatever whatever you call it it's for anybody, that's just how it is so I don't see where Kendrick Perkins is coming from with this, I think it's kind of interesting to me that he has said this And he's been very... And he just says it so nonchalantly and whatever. And me personally, it comes to Kendrick Perkins. When he says certain takes, I don't agree with it because I'm just like... A lot of the times, you sound like a bitter ex-NBA player. And he's not the only one. There are a few of them that's out there. They're just not on the platform he's on. So, I understand JJ Ray's frustrations. I understand why certain people are probably even their frustrations and probably not saying nice things about him in the comment section on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram or anything so it, it's crazy to me you know all because Kendrick Perkins goes oh MVP voters must be racist because it, it, because if it's not like, if it's someone of color or whatever color at the end of the day is basketball color has nothing to do with it at the end of the day like Jokic has shown his skills. People are voting for him because he's putting on the numbers up, and of course his team is winning. Now imagine if LeBron was the MVP, was in the MVP race, right? But his team's not winning. Yeah, and he's top like five for season MVP. What would? Wouldn't people be saying something like, "Yeah, but he's not helping his team win"? Because again, when it comes to MVP, it's down to. It is down to your. It's down to a player's stats. but it's also it's also down to a player's um, team as well. Where is he? Is he is he helping the team win, or is he or are they losing just by him having stats? So and that's the thing, you know. And, and that's the, and it causes it causes an interesting debate. So I definitely think that you know, Kenji Brooks again. Your take is very. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what to call it. I think your take is just very bland. You know, disrespectful towards Jokic and towards Denver. You know, but the team has put in a lot of work over the last few years, and this year it's it seems like it could be their time. So, you know, I'm sure Yanis is in the MVP race. I'm sure there's a few other players who are in the MVP race, and it is where it is. So, we'll see if he wins. If Jokic wins the season MVP or not, but I still don't think you know calling call basically calling NBA fans racist. Because they're voting for yeah, because they're for sorry, um, Nikola Jokic. It just doesn't correlate or make any sense to me. But hey, it is where it is. But anyway, guys, that's gonna be pretty much it for the podcast, man. I hope you guys enjoyed the topics that I um, kind of discussed today. Um, I'm hoping to make the podcast obviously longer. I do want to have longer talks and stuff like that. And of course, I do want to get you know me and my two other friends in just so we can discuss more basketball topics and stuff like that. Again, I just haven't found the time to do that with them yet. But yeah, guys, if you do like the podcast, don't forget to leave any comments down below let me know. Make sure you hit up the YouTube channel, Instagram, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, all that good stuff. And I will see you next time. Peace.